0: Love. What a terrible but beautiful thing. Let's talk about that. Hello, my name is Chance Fletcher. I am the host of the Fucked Up Podcast, where we're all fucked up around here, and that's okay. Today, I'm going to talk about something everyone knows. Uh, similar to depression, but it makes you happy. Right? Love is such a, a tricky feeling. Like It's a tricky thing in general. It's something that everyone has a different perspective on. It doesn't matter who you are, where you are. Your perspective is not going to be the same as someone else's. And that's okay. But it makes it a very messy thing to try to go around. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And just by what I've seen. So. What, in my opinion, what makes it messy? I mean, you have two totally different people with two totally different feelings trying to agree upon the same thing that you have to learn each other to then understand if it would even work, which, in my opinion, can make it very hurtful because one person in that side can think, well, this is great. And the other person on the other side can think this is horrible. And... A big thing that makes communication, or it, that makes a relationship, is communication. If you don't talk to each one of you can be the most happiest in the world, and the other side can be the most miserable. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this today. I was actually going to talk about COVID in this episode, but I, I don't know. I couldn't get the motivation to do it. And just quickly, while I'm here. I'm going to go ahead and talk about motivation just before we get into the subject because here lately I have been very, very unmotivated, and it's it's a combination of work and just I get off work and I say this later in the episode, but I work anywhere from sixty to eighty hour weeks. Hundred most of the time I. My two-week pay period, I guess you could say, comes out to roughly 130 hours on average, sometimes low. Here lately, I just moved to weekend shift, so it will be going down. Like, this past one was only 116, I think. So, I'm getting more of my time back, but I had four days off this week. I'm recording this on Thursday. of the It's the 24th of February. And if all goes to plan, this comes out on Monday. But anyways, I have had four days off this week, and I have been out of my mind because most of my friends work during the week, and so does Brielle. And I mean, that that was my choice. I want a little bit more free time, a little bit more of a break, but I'm getting that break, but I have no motivation to do anything with my time. I sit here in this chair and think... And I get inside my own head, and it it makes it such a hard. It makes it very hard to want time off because I I absolutely love my job, and I want to basically live at work because I constantly have something to do while I'm at work. When I'm at home, I have I have nothing that has to be done right now. Like I have sat here. It is one twenty one. I've been meaning. Script and record this episode for the past six hours, and I have sat here and procrastinated on doing it just because I didn't have the motivation to sit here and type it out. And I have always been such a big procrastinator when it comes to anything. I mean, in my relationships, in my schoolwork, and I'm not nearly as bad about it at work because that's what I'm there to do. But here at home, I'm so—if I have free time. I just sit and do nothing. If somebody wants me to do something, like if somebody hits me up to play games or something, yeah, I will. But I mean, sometimes I sit here and I'll just look at the screen and I cannot figure out something to do. And it drives me insane. And I sit here and I think, and I think about my my mental state, my problems. And a lot of times I'll start to spiral. And spiraling, as I talked in the last episode, is such it's a very bad thing to do. And I've learned to try to pull myself out, but sometimes I can't. And as I talked about in last episode, I I normally drive my car to pull myself out. And that's okay. But I mean, there's, I can't, if I start feeling a little uneasy, I can't just run to my car, right? And I talked to Brielle about it. I talked to Brielle about it a lot. And I, once again, something else I'm going to talk about a little bit later, I bottle very badly. Um, There's a lot of things in my life that I I start I start thinking about it. And should I tell Brielle? Yes, I should tell Brielle. Do I tell Brielle? No, I bottle it because I'm scared it's gonna hurt her. And which in reality, all that's doing is hurting my communication in our own relationships so much worse than anything else ever could. And that's another big topic of today is communication. Inside your own relationships. Because if you don't have communication, as I said, one person can be so happy and son unknowing while the other one is absolutely devastated and can't find motivation to get out of the bed in the morning. I mean, you got to you got to have that communication there and understand where your partner is at and where they're coming from, because there's sometimes there's stuff that's going to happen that you're not going to understand the same way they are. And that's OK. But the biggest thing you could do is sit there and listen. If you listen to them talking and uh, try to understand, you don't. I am such a bad person. If I try to listen and I try to fix everything, I don't know if that's because I'm a mechanic or what. But I'm always trying to fix the problems that's happening. Like in Brielle's life, she'll tell me something that happened at work, and my instant reaction: Well, here's how you can fix that. That's not that's not always the solution. Yeah, sometimes some people want to hear your opinion on it and most of the time they'll say that. But otherwise, they just want someone to listen. They want someone to hear what they're saying and to understand and be there for them. And learning the difference in which part you need to be is a very big a very big thing in a relationship. And kind of learning each other's roles, I guess is the best way to put that. I am a very not outspoken person. I know. I'm doing a podcast talking about my feelings, but it's, I don't like to go in like a store and talk to somebody or ask for help, like at Walmart, I go to buy a Switch game. I don't want to say it. And Brielle will go and do that. I I don't know. I But now when it comes to transacting with people, like talking just as friends and stuff, I'll jump all over that before she will. And it's very, it's very interesting how how different we can be, but the very similar at the exact same time. Um, one of the biggest thing I'm going to talk about today is the relationship between me and Brielle, and kind of how everything started, how everything went in the middle, which I talked a lot about in the past episode. And there's going to be a chunk of this that you're going to have to listen to the past episode to understand this episode because it'll take away too long to go back over that, but. You, it's figuring out your roles in a relationship, and that takes time, and it does. Me and Brielle, we have been together through the rocky part in the middle, if you count that. We've been together almost four years. Um, We got together my early sophomore year of high school. That was 2017. Um, It's kind of wild that was five years ago, but either way. We was in band camp. And I knew of her but she was dating this guy and I I didn't think about it. Well, we both had leadership in band my sophomore year and we started talking and the the more we talked the more I mean we started to like each other. I mean it's just how it goes. And one night at it was the band pool party at, at the end of the at the end of the two weeks of band camp we had. We always had a pool party at the end of it. And we had this pool party and we we all went, and I finally made a move, and I, I started actually realistically talking to her. Well, her boyfriend at the time was very mentally abusive, I guess is a great way to put that. And I I helped kind of made her realize this. Uh, one big thing that it's very easy to do in a relationship I have seen and experienced is it's very easy to ignore the flaws because you don't want to admit that they're there and it's blind love i guess is the best way they put that and blind love can be a very dangerous thing just for the sole factor of you don't realize that you're hurting yourself or hurting someone else and that, it's a big problem that's not it's not okay The biggest thing that I'm trying to get here, I guess, is that realize where you're at. Analyze analyze your situation, just kind of where you're going, what's happening, and understand that not everything's perfect and not everything is meant to be. One of the best quotes, in my opinion, that I've ever heard is, you're not in love with me, you're in love with the idea of me. Or um, I guess a better way to put that is you're not in love with us. You're in love with the idea of how perfect we could be, but we're not. And we're not compatible. And another good story, I'm totally going away from my script, by the way, it's just funny. But another kind of thing, I when me and the girl that I had all the problems with my senior year, when we was... When we kind of finished, I was talking, I had mentioned this other girl that helped me and there's a whole story with her. I might as well go ahead and talk about it. She, I had known her since middle school and we were good friends in middle school. I mean, we just kind of talked here and there, but once we got in high school, we dated my ninth grade into eighth, like ninth grade year, somewhere in there. And we had dated and that fell apart drastically. I don't really remember what happened. It was my ninth grade year of high school. I don't remember. Um, But we fell apart, and we stopped talking. Well, of course, this other girl, they were friends, and she wanted to start talking again. Well, we started talking again, so on and so forth. And after me and the other girl broke up, she was there for me a lot uh, mentally and stuff. And she had a boyfriend, and that was a mess upon itself because we were talking so much that we started to develop feelings for each other again. And... She could not decide me or him. And I sit there and I, as patiently as a guy could, I waited. By the way, if you're a guy and a girl sitting there leading you on like this, don't wait. Just leave her alone. You can still be friends, but don't wait on a relationship. Please save your time. Um, Which me and her still friends today, by the way. Still talk to her. She's nice, but don't wait. Um, Ended up, I started talking to Brielle again during that time. And so on and so forth. Let me let me jump back because it's getting confusing. I'm jumping over myself. But I, my senior junior year of high school, I decided, because everything had been going good between me and Brielle. I decided that I was going to go on my own my senior year, I' was gonna break up Brielle. so on and so forth. That whole story of last episode happened fast forward. After me and this other girl broke up, me and this, me and, well, let's see, we'll call her Susan. That's a great name for her. We'll call her Susan. So, me and Susan, we started talking. She had a boyfriend. She couldn't decide. And after, shit, probably three months or something of us jumping back and forth and, she broke up with him and got back together with him the same week. I mean, just a whole clusterfuck of mess. It, I started talk I I broke that one night and I started talking to Brielle again. Well, me and Brielle started to get close and let's just say Susan was not too excited about this, to say the least, because I just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. She wasn't too excited. But she had her little boy toy and I wasn't I didn't really care anymore. Um, well, me and Brielle start talking again. Well, Brielle has a boyfriend, had a boyfriend that was in the military at the time. And this is going to make me sound like a total jackass, but he was an absolute jackass to her. He, he compared her to other females, weight wise, body shape. And I mean, just the rest of his personality fit that mentality of right there, like what he believed in, and same with his family. If you know who I'm talking about, you'll fully understand that. But he he was treating her poorly. And he was in the military. He was in boot camp. And even though he would that he wasn't supposed to, he would still sneak a phone and something and get in contact with her. Well, she we started developing feelings again, obviously. Mine never really left, which was kind of a big part of that, of why my other relationship failed as poorly as it did, just for the sole factor of I was still in love with real. And I was ignoring that as much as I physically could. And it's one of the worst things you can do because if you still love someone else, you are not going to be able to fully devote yourself to someone else. Okay, like, I don't care how much you think you can, you're not. Well, he, we start, me and Briel start hanging out more, and so on and so forth. There was, we was running around. I mean, we was running around till like 2, 3 in the morning, because I wasn't working at the time. I had nothing else to do. I was lonely, and screw it, I might as well. And so we start running around, start developing more feelings, so on and so forth. Well, she finally pulls the trigger on him and breaks up with him. And this was like two o'clock in the morning at her house. I wasn't supposed to be there. Like her parents did not like me there that early in the morning. And so on and so forth. They break up. Me and Bill get back together. It's been two two years. Two years? Something going on two years since we've been back together so it's been like 4 years of a rocky road um the biggest thing is don't ignore don't ignore your feelings if you ignore your feelings then you will you will end up in the same boat that I did and i promise you as much as you want to think it's not a fun boat Something else I want to go ahead and talk about was just kind of some signs inside of a relationship that you should question, you should talk about. I am a very big, I'm very overprotective when it comes to Brielle, anyone I've ever dated, but especially Brielle. I'm very overprotective. And I, it's not like I tell her, you know, you can't go here. No, you can't do this. I'm just very big sticker of tell me where you are and who you're with. That's all I care. That's all I want to know. I want to know updates, where you are, who you're with. Other than that, you can do just about whatever you want. Because I trust her. I I have no no thought that she would ever do anything. And that's how a relationship should be. And if you... It is okay to be... It is okay to be protective. But if it comes to a point that you won't let them go hang out with their friends, that you won't do, do certain things... Ask yourself, okay, why? Is it because they've cheated on me in the past, or I've had thoughts that they've cheated on me, or they've lied to me, something like that? Okay, so did you deal with that in the proper way? Is kind of a question I always ask. Because if you don't deal with stuff like that and you just kind of let it go on and on and not try not to think about it and just put it in your back of your mind, I promise. your relationship will fail every single time. I couldn't I couldn't trust my the girl I dated in my senior year of high school. I couldn't trust her. And that just I mean inevitably destroyed our relationship because we argued over it. Not saying I should have trusted her, just saying I had reasons to not believe her. And that was catching her lying to me several, several times. And just little stuff like that, if you catch if you catch something like that, talk about it. Be like, hey, why did you do this? And I mean, if they start getting aggravated and aggressive over this kind of stuff, there's something going on there. And I'm not saying you should press forward more into that, but you need to figure out what's going on because that means either they're not happy, and if they're not happy, then obviously it's not going to work. Or if you're not happy. And communication is such a big part of that. I, as I said, I work anywhere from 60 to 80 hour weeks. And I come, I have an hour drive home. And even though I have that hour to relax and to stop thinking about work, it's very hard to disconnect work from home. And not necessarily a huge bad thing, but it depending on how you deal with that. If you deal with it in the ways that you can look past it and it doesn't aggravate you, it doesn't bother you, okay, it's fine. But a big chunk of that comes off and it makes you feel stressed. Right now, one of my biggest things is I'm very stressed from work. There's just a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of new people in work and it makes it very stressful trying to get everything done. I'm on a new shift we don't have a manager on this shift yet. They're working on that. They got one, just haven't put them on there yet. And it can make it very stressful for trying to get everything done that everybody wants done, but at the exact same time, getting everything you need done. And it makes it very stressful on me. And no, I'm not trying to make this a sob thing. I I don't want y'all, I I, I should probably make sure I clarify this. I'm not saying all this to want sorrow or y'all to feel bad. I'm just saying this so you know how I feel and how I've dealt with it. I don't want a this to be a sob story or anything like that. I just want to get my feelings out there and how I feel and see how y'all think about it. But you won't. Let's see. How? What's the best way to put this? If you bring that stress and anxiety home from work, even if you don't realize it, it's going to go back onto the people that you care about. It is. And that may be your relationship, that may be your family, but it causes more stress inside of your family and inside of your relationship that you may not see. Because you're aggravated, you're tired, you just wanna lay down and go to bed and you don't wanna deal with anyone. And sometimes that's okay, but communicating that you're not upset with them and that they understand that it's not something they did. Because a lot of times I'm a very big overthinker. You'll say something and I'll sit there and I'll think about it for the next two hours and not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it can lead to thoughts that shouldn't be there. As in that you're angry at them because they didn't do something, but they don't know what they didn't do. And expressing that can make a huge, huge difference in how your relationship goes. So try to make sure you're separating that stress from work. And take take your significant other out. Go get dinner. Go hang out. Just have a night to yourselves. And be nice about it. Be... Try to impress each other, I guess, is the best way to put that. Try to make it feel like... Because and real has been together for basically four years, right? Well, it's very hard to get that spark back of how we felt when we first started dating. And you don't really want to try to impress each other more because you've seen each other do everything, so on and so forth. Try to impress each other. Take take each other out. I mean, if it means going to a bowling alley and getting a pizza and just hanging out. If that's if that's all you want and that's all you need, that's great. But try try to make it about your yourselves. Try to exclude the rest of the world and just feel that special moment that you felt when you first started dating is really the best way is the best way I can put that, I guess. I've always been such a homebody. Like, I do not want to leave the house. I never have. I've always I've always wanted to sit in front of my computer and play video games. Or drive my car. And you're like, you drive your car, that's not being a homebody. Yeah, but I don't go anywhere. <laughs> I just drive. And I mean, when I say I just drive, I'll drive for like... 150 miles one direction and turn around and come back. Just straight to the house. Not stop anywhere in between. And like, it's so it's so dumb. Because like I go so far out that there's so many places I could see and I could do. That me and Brielle could do. And no, I just kept driving. Nah, it And a lot of times the reason of that I don't stop is because I mean a lot of times it's 1, 2 a.m. But the, the biggest thing I'm trying to get at is take your significant other out. Do something. Make it feel special. Make it different and positive. So I'm looking at my script, which I totally ignored this whole entire time because, you know, I don't know. That's just what I did this time. I, I've been in a slump here lately. And I'm going to talk about this just a little bit more. I've been in a huge slump lately. Just, I haven't felt motivated to do anything. To the point, I mean, I'll literally sit in this chair and I don't even know what games to play. I'll sit here and look at my Steam inventory, which I have a stupid amount of games on there. That I know I would love to play, but I don't have the motivation to do it, I guess. I got a whole entire leather working set for Christmas. And I peddled with it the first day. And I haven't touched it since. And it's February. Almost the end of February. Like, I just don't have the drive to do anything. And I don't really know how to fix this. And I'm, that's why I'm openly talking about it now. Because I've been so focused on work for the past nine months. Because I love my job so much. That I I can't figure out what to do when I'm at home. And I'm just in a slump right now. Because I'll sit here and I'll listen to music and I'll do nothing. I'll, I'll scroll through YouTube trying to find a YouTube video I want to watch and not find anything. And if you're ever in a slump like that, I and I, I'm trying to figure this out for myself as well. Message some friends. Like, do something. Me and a buddy from high school have been playing Rainbow Six Siege a crap ton here lately and it's been making me feel so much better and even though when we're not playing I still feel that kind of emptiness that that nothingness I need to be doing something but I'm not it still helps to kind of fill that void when when he is here when I am playing with him and that's the biggest the biggest thing is try to force yourself to do something but force yourself in a way that you're not mentally hurting yourself, if that makes any sense. That to the point where you can feel comfortable forcing yourself, but not to the point where you're mentally hurting yourself. I hope that I hope that makes sense, because it may not. And if it doesn't, I'm sorry. But just just try to find something to do. Go piddle with something. Find something to do. Either way, I have. Uh, I've drugged that out long enough. So once again, thank you for all the support on the first episode and the intro. Uh, It's been doing a whole lot better than I thought it ever would in the world. And uh, I know this episode is all over the place. I'm going to try to do a little bit better on this one. This episode should be coming out Monday, probably around 9 a.m. And I'm hoping to ballpark all the rest of them from here on out on that. Um, Just a quick idea that me and my sister was talking about, if you have made it this far into the episode, I was debating about doing uh, like viewer submissions, I guess is the best way to put that. So like y'all anonymously send in or just people you know, send in their stories of their depressing times and how they got out of them or how they're still in them. And I'm not going to give my opinion on what you should do. Because I'm not a licensed therapist. I don't know a damn thing I'm talking about other than what comes out of my ass. So I won't give like my input on it, but I can just read them anonymously. If you want to get your story out there, heard about what's happened in your life, if you just want someone to hear it, and if you want your name on it, you can put your name on it. That's fine. If you don't, you don't have to. But if you'd like to send those to me, um, DM those to me, or however y'all would like to do that, you're more than welcome to. I would love to do something like that. Um, my sister kind of kind of said like uh, the Reddit submissions where they do all that stuff on TikTok. Something kind of similar to that. Uh, if y'all would be interested in that, let me know. Uh, I'd be more than happy to do something like that. But uh, yeah, uh, don't forget to check out the first episode if you haven't seen it, the intro, because if you haven't seen the intro, you're probably very confused on a lot of things right now. Um, Don't forget to check out the YouTube page at CStream, the Twitter page at CStream on Twitch, and then my Instagram page of CStream on Twitch as well, and I will have all those linked on the YouTube page, and I'll try to link them on Spotify. I'm not sure how to do that yet, but... Either way, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, I'll catch you next Monday.